everyone, welcome back to Bubble Storia, a mental health podcast for high school students with a wide range of topics ranging from friendships to family and school issues. Hosted by a high school student, we aim to inform peers and adults of critical mental health issues and provide practical strategies to promote mental health. Bubble Storia is also a safe space for you to share personal stories and build community support. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy, so if you need further mental health assistance and treatment, or if you have any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to reach out to a counselor, your advisor, or someone that you trust in your community. Without further ado, let's get started for the second episode of Bubble Storia. My name is Vivian, and I'm your host today. Today's topic focuses on adolescent relationships with parents and the feeling of homesickness, especially in boarding high schools in the U.S. We will separate this episode into two parts, and we will begin the first part, talking about conflicts with parents and how to handle them. Many writers pointed out that in adolescence, we are seeking renegotiation in our relationship with parents to give ourselves more independence and personal jurisdiction rather than gaining total freedom. This change in our mindset should be an important consideration for both our parents and teachers. According to Stanford Children's Health, when puberty hits, changes in a teen's physical and cognitive development come with big changes in their relationships with family. We often want more independence and more emotional distance between ourselves and our parents. Our focus often shifts from family to social interactions and friendships instead of restraining from home and attaching to parents because one of the developmental tasks of adolescence is to separate from family as we become independent young adults. During adolescence, we start to realize that our parents and key authority figures don't know everything and have solutions to all types of struggles. You know, if I'm having a conflict with my friends, it's difficult to first explain the whole complicated situation to them because they're not at school and they don't know this person, that person, the relationship between A and B and C and what happened freshman, sophomore, junior year. And even if we explain as much as we can, they don't know what, you know, like Snapchat, Instagram, or TikTok is, or they don't know how to use it. So there's always this gap between us starts from the different life we're going through. And it takes a lot of effort to explain to them what we are going through. And even after we explain it, some of them only give acknowledgement instead of a solution because they don't really know how to handle some of our issues. So over time, we kind of stop this communication and increase misunderstanding on both sides. Some of us rebel against our parents. Over time, disagreements often decrease because there is just less interaction and communication compared to the time when we were kids. As we become more independent from our parents, 
we are more likely to turn to our peers for advice, talking to our friends more because parents don't necessarily understand what's going on at school and in the social dynamics that we are in. However, I would suggest that we gotta learn to be more patient. They were patient with us when we were kids and now it is our turn to tell them what we're going through if they're interested. I am someone who just can't shut up talking about what's going on in my life to my parents. And I know most of the time they're not even listening. But I still say it because I have done my part of telling them what they might want to hear about. So one day when they ever come to me and be like, so I feel like I've never had the chance to learn about who you are. Well, I've done my part and it's just that you weren't listening. Because sometimes they ask funny questions like, why do teenagers keep streaks? You know, what are streaks in Snapchat? (laughs) Well, I don't even know why we do streaks. There is no answer for that. So just let the conversation be chill and just share with them our life. Sure, they won't understand every part, but still share it. And if they ask questions, try to answer them because this long-term communication will reduce the conflicts because you guys are constantly connecting And the more they know about you, the easier they are going to say yes when you ask for something, aka hanging out with friends. In a boarding school setting, some of us don't live with our parents. Parents might be living 40 or 50 minutes away from campus, or live in a different state, or even a different country. Physical separation, time difference, or just we are always busy in general. There's barely time for parents to caught up with what's going on in your life. So, you know, what should we do in this case? Well, set up a time to talk. Communicate with them beforehand and ask when they are available. It might be hard because both of you guys are busy, but but this is important. Once every one or two weeks, update them on what happened in our life, talk about life goals, and just open up to them. Studies have revealed that lack of communication results in misunderstandings and conflicts. It has been estimated that in about 5 million American families, which is roughly 20%, parents and adolescents engage in intense, prolonged, and unhealthy conflict. In its most serious form, this highly stressful environment is associated with a number of negative outcomes, including juvenile delinquency, moving away from home, increased school dropout rates, unplanned pregnancy, membership in religious cults, and drug abuse. In general, conflict increases in early adolescence reaches its height in mid-adolescence, ages 14 to 16, and declines in late adolescence, which is age 17 to 18. Sometimes we just shut ourselves off and completely isolate ourselves from our parents, quoting, there's no point in talking to you. You don't understand me. 
You don't. You just don't know me. Well, standing from her parents' perspective, hurtful words like these are going to crash their hearts. Some of them worked hard to know us better, learning to read our feelings from voice and gestures. But for us, we just think they don't understand anything, no matter how hard they try. But did we have enough patience, or did we create? That kind of chill conversation at the right time. That we put enough effort in showing them who we are, and now we're blaming them. We don't want to hurt them with those impulsive words, reactions, or behaviors. Going back to the irrational moodiness we have when we're facing our parents, you know, starting to have an argument with them and blame them for not knowing what's going on and. Saying hurtful things to them, the account for these emotional tur- emotional turbulences is because of our uncertainty about who we are, along with our eagerness to establish a sense of identity. This includes self questioning, self discovery, and self development. We get anxious. We want to find who we are, and parents' behaviors are like a mirror. Through our interactions, we are seeking their re- recognition of our maturity, capability, and value. For example, when we ask to hang out with friends on a Friday night, and we ask to return home like late, like midnight or past midnight. So, if our parents reject our request, this definitely triggers another argument between parents and us. A parent's response to the situation shows that they don't trust us, and this is humiliating for us because we're what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old ish. If we're with a group of friends, we're not gonna like kill ourselves or anything. Like, why don't you let me just just go out? I have my social life, you know, a whole argument there. And the argument triggers the parent to think, "Okay, now you're grown up and you don't listen to me anymore. So guess what? I'm going to lock you at home and don't even think about going out for the whole weekend. Something like that. Boom. There is just a kind of extreme example, but essentially the reason why we get so heated in arguments with parents like this is that our parents are questioning our ability to make good decisions." And they're breaking the trust that we think we deserve. They are still looking at us like a child, which is the tag that we are trying to get rid of. We are trying to show that we are not a kid anymore, and we want to be rebellious and show them we've grown up. So we act like, okay, I just want to go out. So stop treating me like a kid. I have my freedom. And then we slam the door and be angry for the rest of the night, <laughs> but parents probably don't understand why we get so mad. They reject us might just because they want to prove their authority or show us that we're still the kids and they're the adults. But another change that leads to those arguments is the increased capacity of logical reasoning and critical thinking for adolescents. 
which lead us to demand reasons for the things we previously accepted without question. These growing critical thinking skills make us less likely to conform to parents' wishes, the way we did in childhood. Essentially, we are learning to develop our own opinions. We are tended toward egocentrism, and may, as a result, be ultra-sensitive to a parent's casual remark. Sometimes the argument comes from a tiny little disagreement, and then we make it bigger and bigger, and the disagreement becomes something worse, or even physical. <laughs> I have an example that's not that pleasant, but I'll still share it. There's one time when I was at dinner with my dad. My mom was like cooking, so I was sitting down at a table with my dad. It was in the winter, so it was cold. And there's no heater at my house because I live in Shanghai. So my dad told me to put on my jacket. So I was like, "Man, okay." So I ran upstairs and put on my jacket. When I came down, I forgot how the argument even started, but he was saying that I'm wearing a down jacket, and I said, "No, Dad, that's just a cotton jacket." Just to clarify, we were debating on the stuff inside the jacket. So is it like filled with down or cotton? So stupid. And for some reason, we both got emotional. And I was like, okay, because I remembered my mom once told me that the jacket is cotton, not down. So I was like, okay, Dad, do you want me to cut the jacket? Let's see what's inside, huh? I said in a very provocative tone, so I think my dad got super mad, and he threw his wine glass on the ground. My mom was just still cooking because she doesn't want to get involved. Poor mom. So yeah, we got so emotional, and I literally ran upstairs and took my super sharp scissors downstairs, and I was like, "Do you want me to cut my jacket right now? Because it's cotton." It was ridiculous, and my dad's like, "What are you doing? You dare to hold scissors in front of me? Like you're gonna murder me or something?" No, I was just trying to cut my jacket and prove that I'm right and he's wrong, but he doesn't care about the jacket anymore. He now cares that I am holding scissors in front of him, and challenging his authority and not agreeing with him. So basically, we kind of started fighting. He was trying to get the scissors from me, and I was trying to cut my jacket, and the scissors eventually cut me. And this whole thing is pretty stupid. Arguing over cotton or down, get into a fight. <laughs> well, essentially, a small disagreement had led to a serious consequence and had caused someone to get hurt. All because we had our own opinion, and we were both pretty stubborn on our side. And we are sensitive when others, especially people that are close to us, do not agree with us. We want to change what other people think and let them agree with us. Like ultimately, that jacket does not matter. I think it's still in my closet today. Like I'm surprised I didn't throw that away, but. If I was back then, sometimes I just wouldn't even start that argument because you don't have to change what other people think 
and sometimes you don't have the power or the right to change. They can keep thinking what they think is right, none of my business. Well, kind of because they're my parents and they're the closest people around me. But still, you cannot change others' thoughts, even if you are, even if they are your parents. If they are trying to change you, you can either be like, ah, sure, then still do whatever you think is right. Like, just listen to their little speech and acknowledge it because you don't want to argue with them. Or you can say, yeah, right, but I have my own opinion, mom and dad. Thank you for your explanation. I will take whatever consequence, but I insist on my point. And then change the topic. Talk about something else and please move on. Because it gets scary if you don't move on. And, ooh, getting physical. Probably not all parents like physical stuff. But similarly, it's going to create some bigger issues. Okay, so why are there different dynamics in different households? Why are there just more conflicts between my parents and me versus, you know, your friends? Their parents seem to be always understanding and they never fight. Studies have shown that adolescents' relationships with their parents are affected by parenting style. Children whose parents were authoritative, warm, and firm demonstrated higher levels of social competence and maturity than children who had been raised by permissive, authoritarian, neglectful, or indifferent parents. Authoritative parenting, meaning consistent parental responsiveness and demandingness, has been linked by many studies with positive emotional adjustment, higher school performance, and overall maturity in childhood and adolescence. In contrast, parents whose style is not authoritative may encounter new difficulties when their children enter adolescence. So for parents, giving children reasonable demands and having high responsiveness, avoiding punishment and threats, encouraging independence, allowing your kids to express their own opinions, listening to your, ch- to your children, and relying on strategies such as positive reinforcement are important to avoid irreversible arguments and conflicts between you and your children. And for us, the kids, how do we handle difficult situations with parents, even if we think we've said nothing wrong and it's just because we have different opinions on a certain thing and that brings us into an argument? Well, we first have to recognize that conflicts are common If anyone says that they have never had a conflict with their parents, they're probably lying. Even if the most calm, well-behaved, kind, or happy people have conflicts with their parents, conflicts are not like smaller arguments. They last longer and may impact you, your, and your parents' mental health, causing us all feel down and depressed. And this, in turn, may impact our physical health such as eating less, exercising less, having troubles falling asleep, etc. A vicious cycle. So what should we do? Well, personally, I hate silent treatment 
and the kind of awkwardness after conflicts. So if it's between my parents and me, I if they haven't done anything that's too severe or hurt me too much, I would apologize first, even if I think I've done nothing wrong, because at the end of the day, they're still my parents, and I have to live with them, and I'm stuck with them for my for the rest of my life. Not in a bad way. I love them, but I know they're stressed from work and they're not in a good mood. So let me be the kind person, the mature one, to solve everything, and I feel good. It's like I'm telling myself that, ha. So I'm the more mature one, and I don't even care that much. And I have the courage to apologize and put down the arrogance. I'm so cool. I was just trying to convince myself to have the motivation to apologize. Unfortunately, that probably isn't the best approach. That usually ends up with you looking and feeling like a bit, a bit like pushover. However, if you don't want to be a pushover, you should also want to maintain peace as much as possible, especially with your parents, because after all, they are the reason we are alive and they feed us and probably love us. Much deeper than we will ever realized, but there's nothing that. But we're not saying that、um, they don't make mistakes. Sometimes we make mistakes with the most intimate people, and we just don't want to look bad, so we don't apologize. But besides from apologizing, because I'm not saying that you should always apologize. That's just sometimes what I do. But even before doing that or during the process. Of apologizing, I don't just say I'm wrong, but I'm summarizing and reflecting the issue for them and myself. I first think carefully about what and why our parents and we were arguing. What's the subject, and what was the issue? And then I put myself in their position and try to fairly think about how I would feel if I was the parent. But not spending too much time on this, I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out what I have done wrong and what I can improve on, not just for them, but for me in general. When I am encountering a similar situation at work or school, or with other people, parents might tolerate us, but strangers won't. So this is also a lesson for ourselves, realizing what we can do better. If we realize we have done something wrong. Go to your parents and apologize if you want to make the situation better, and stop the awkward silence at the dinner table. And trust me, you will feel good about it, because apologizing is one of the bravest things humans can do. And you are the bigger person now; you're bigger than your parents now. Like I've done something that you are afraid of. So talk to your parents. Telling them your summarization and reflection, like what was the issue, what did you do, what did I do, things that I've done wrong, things that I think you may want to improve in the future. See, you're suggesting to them what they should improve. So it's not just you are being the person who apologizes. It's usually better if you put this part at the end because they're better. They're in a better mood. And they're going to more likely accept your feedback and make changes in the future. 
during the conversation, make sure to show respect to your parents. You are not trying to start another conversation and exacerbate the problem. Ultimately, keep this in mind. There's no point in arguing with them. Just cause a bit of drama in the house because. Think about how important the argument really is, and be honest with yourself. If it's not that important, let it go. Like the cotton jacket, it's not that important. You don't have to come to an agreement with your parents on every matter. You have your own life, and they have theirs. If you have the time to start this conversation or argument, why not pick up a book? To elevate yourself and become a better person, or simply go take a nap, or watch some TV, that sounds better to me. Okay, we will continue to talk about homesickness in the second part of today's episode. Bye. See you next time.